Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. Hey, it's Alex here, and I'm here with my uh, buddy Keshev. He runs a YouTube channel called Revolution Hive. It's about motivation. It's about stuff that matters. It's about charities. It's about uh, all kinds of stuff about self-development. Welcome, Keshev. Thanks, man. Good to be here. So, Keshev, you actually went on an interesting trip this year uh, to Kenya. What, what happened there? What did you do there? Yeah, man. Um, it's hard to believe, actually. It was uh, roughly six months ago. It's the end of 2015. Um, at the end of every year, one of the things that I like to do, uh, as I'm sure you know, we were talking about before, is, is to disengage from all the stuff that I've been doing. Because um, running a business, you get sucked into all of the day-to-day kind of managing gear, making sales, increasing your revenue, looking after your clients. So every year I like to spend um, you know, two weeks to a month just giving back, um, volunteering, doing that kind of thing. So I went to Kenya where I worked in uh, Mathare slum, which is the second most dangerous slum in Kenya, um, with some street children who are running their own business there. I uh, worked with them for a week or so and kind of helped them with, uh, they sell their own bracelets, which you can see here. I've got Alex one as well. Um, so yeah, I went out there to volunteer, kind of learn more from, from them and their lifestyle, give, give back as well. Made a, a documentary about it as well, which you can check out on my YouTube channel. Awesome. So we've talked before and you told me that you help a lot of charities to to do what exactly? What what do you help charities with and what kind of results have they gotten? Great question, man. So one of the one of the problems of of charity is you're relying on donations as a, the main source of a lot of your funding. So uh, most of the work that we do at Revolution Hive is focused on personal development, developing leaders, that kind of thing. So when we do work with charities, mostly it's about supporting some of the senior management teams, the executive senior people in those organizations with uh, things like coaching to help them manage their performance better and get better results. So, you know, to kind of give you an example, um, I was working with one uh, founder that was working in the same city that I'm in, in Birmingham. Uh, She's running a charity based on kind of tackling educational inequality in my city. And one of the challenges that she was having was trying to get more corporate sponsorship. So uh, CSR is a very big thing here in the UK. Uh, A lot of big corporate businesses want to improve their brand image by supporting charities and having a kind of charity of the year, um, allowing their staff to volunteer and things like that. So the challenge that she was having was she's having to manage her volunteer team. She's having to write funding applications. She's got stuff going on in her personal life, you know, death of a close friend. Uh, at the same time, she's kind of going from meeting to meeting, like just all over the place. So my job here was, one, to help her be more clear on what exactly is the outcome that she wants. You know, she's doing all this stuff. There's a lot of activity, but not all activities, as you know, are created equal. And as you go higher up in an organization, you have to learn to delegate more. You have to learn to manage a team more, to build a system. So the same thing that you were doing when maybe you're on the front line or on the shop floor, you can't do the same thing when you're um, in a senior role. You've got to kind of be more strategic. So one of the things that I was helping her with was, one, managing her own personal emotions because she lost a very close friend, Um, but two, being able to focus on, you know, I've got a 100 tasks to do right now. 
which one do I focus on first? And, and giving her that space on a weekly basis just to kind of take a step back and, and analyze everything and then go for the right um, productive action. So that's one of the ways that we support charities. And I actually run what's called a social enterprise. So it's a business, but we use some of our profits, a percentage of it, to do work in the community. And at Revolution Hive, what we do is we go into educational organizations, anywhere where there's young people, and we teach them the stuff that school never teaches them. So things that are left out in formal education about the media, about business, confidence, coaching, goal setting, all the kind of obvious common sense things that you have to learn but never get taught. Um, so we also run these workshops. But the main kind of bulk of my work is uh, running my own personal development community for leaders around the world, a uh, mastermind, uh, doing some one-to-one -one coaching, and then using the funds for that to do all of this social good. Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons that I, uh, you know, sometimes donate to your uh, cause there, Kesha, because you're actually doing really cool, sh cool stuff and promoting entrepreneurship, which is what I'm doing as well, kind of. But you're doing it with uh, younger kids as well, which is very, very, very good. <laughs> Wish I could do that sometimes. Maybe I should, but okay. You're welcome so, to join us at any of our workshops, man. We, I'm sure we'd get, they'd get a lot of value. If you ever want to come to the UK, but I know yeah, you're not the biggest fan of London. <laughs> Oh, London, London's fine. I've been there this year. It was very, very nice. Very friendly people. We were walking around at night and filmed the whole city almost. All right, cool, man. Yeah, I think so, I see that. So, um, I, I just meant more in the sense of you love warm countries and uh, it oh, started raining here as I started talking. <laughs> it would have to be warm. It would have to be during the summer. In the summer, I can go anywhere you want. <laughs> uh, so, let's see. So, you're running the mastermind. So, Based on your results with your mastermind members and the people you work with, what are some of the qualities that people have that predispose them uh, or that indicate they're going to have success more than someone else, in your opinion? Good question. I think, you know, and, I, and I'm not the entire expert on this, you know, it's, it's difficult to predict that thing because at the end of the day, it really does come down to the individual. Um, there's a study done by a guy called Robert Diltz, a famous psychologist, and he created what's known as the neurological levels. And what it kind of shows you is that the stronger your identity is, the more of a dominating influence it has on your skills and behavior, your values and beliefs, um, the environment around you. So if you've got a really strong identity, uh, like yourself, that I'm an entrepreneur, I get my work done, I'm a hustler, you could be moving countries all the time, you could be in a busy Starbucks cafe and you know there's loads of hot girls around you or there's loads of distractions, loads of music, and you're going to stay focused on what you need to do because your identity is so strong. Um, so that's one of the things that I see is the, the guys who get the best results or, or the girls uh, are the ones who they have a very strong identity and that takes a while to really develop. Um, but they really think about, you know, if, if I was the best drum teacher in the world or if I was the best coach in the world or the best business person, how would I act? You know, what time would I wake up? How would I start my morning routine? The second thing that I notice is successful people tend to put themselves um, more often than not in environments that are going to nurture them and help them to thrive. Because one of the things that most people are doing uh, out, out there, even watching this video, I'll keep it real with you, is people love to stay comfortable, um, kind of stay in their feelings and, and just chase the feeling of feeling good kind of watching motivational videos with Batman music in the background or you know clips from Inception, but just chasing that feeling. Whereas 
the ones who are successful, what they realize is I need to put myself in an environment that it's not going to help me to cope. It's going to help me to thrive. And thriving means developing a couple of qualities. The first one is self-awareness, you know, reflecting on what did I do today? What are the three things I achieved? And how can I do it better tomorrow? So that in the absence of uh, reflection, nothing changes. So one of the key qualities is reflection. The second thing I would say is looking at um, your mistakes and, and really kind of being open to learning and not taking feedback and criticism personally. And at the same time, is what a lot of people do, is not waiting for it. You know, most people, if they're in a job or if they're in a business, they wait for a client to tell them that they're fucking up or they're making these big mistakes before they actually decide to correct the, uh, their behavior or their website or whatever it might be. What the most successful people do that I see is they actively engage and seek feedback. They'll ask, ask their mentors, you know, hey, this is what I've been doing over the last week. What do you think that I can do to improve? Or they'll ask their clients at the end of the business that they've done together. Most people just take the money and I'm done. Let me go take the money out of my bank account. Whereas the people who go that extra mile, they're actively asking, you know, what did you think of the service today? What did you think of uh, the product or service? How do you think we can improve it? And, and I guess that mostly comes from a place, like I said, again, going back to identity of, I want to give value to this person and I want to give more to this person. So one of the things that I'm constantly trying to do is, uh, is to give a little bit more, like always go the extra mile, whether it's if I'm writing an email and I've got a lot of information I'm sending someone, I'll make sure that I've summarized it in three key bullet points so that that person doesn't have to read this long text. Or if I've got some facilitators who are running workshops for me, I might put like a picture of them on the front page of every booklet that they're using just to personalize it a little bit and kind of make them feel really valued, like we really do care because I think that's one of the things when you come from a place of, uh, you know, what, what can I do for you? I was talking to a guy earlier who, uh, he's giving me his venue free. I'm going to be releasing a, a mixtape at the end of next month and I'm having a listening session, a private one for some of my subscribers and, and followers. Uh, and he's giving me this venue in central London for free, like no questions asked. And the, the first thing I asked him was, hey man, like I really appreciate you doing this for me. What, what can I do for you? You know, what value can I give? And it's all about that reciprocity for me. So those are some of the key things, you know, identity, environment, um, self-awareness, and that last one, you know, looking for feedback and always trying to look at how you can improve and benefit the people around you because we all like being around those people, you know? Interesting. So how do you help someone? I guess you work with a lot of children, so how do you help them develop this identity of I'm an entrepreneur. How do you do that? So uh, actually the main kind of work that we do is not specifically focused on young children, it's young people, kind of from the age of like 18 to 25. Um, and what, one of the things that we do is, actually what you'll find is, it's funny, the younger people are actually more open to newer ways of doing things. Because what happens is, after a while of doing things a certain way, you know, you think about, just keep it simple, like your journey to work in the morning, you know, from the moment you wake up to you sitting down at your desk or whatever it is and starting. Most people get into a pattern because the brain loves uh, organizing things into patterns. It knows those familiar behaviors. Whereas younger people don't tend to have those. And I say this as a young person myself, 
they were a lot more open to different ways of doing things. So one of the things that we try and do is we've developed a model called the rapid system. So the first step is recognizing the importance of the knowledge or information they're getting. So, you know, if we're talking about gender equality or we're talking about confidence, first we just get them to understand, like, why the fuck is this important, you know? Because you could be playing PS4 at home. Like, why is this inf information critical for you? And, and again, getting them to reflect on that. So that is then in the next phase, which is awareness. And then we move to probing. So looking at that topic, so let's say confidence, and digging deeper at, well, what, what is confidence? How do we know someone is confident? How do we know when we're being confident? And how can we create the conditions for that? And then the last two is inten intention and decision. So knowledge is useless without execution and, and doing it consistently. You know, you can have as many books as you want on your shelf. 10% of people don't even read past the first chapter of a book um, study show. You can have all those books, but unless you're implementing that information and you're actually thinking about, you know, how am I going to implement this in my relationships, in my fitness routine, in my day-to-day -day life, in my business, my work. So with young people, we take them through the system. And I think this, this, the really simple, simple answer as well is making it fun. Like, I'm going to be going to uh, a school next week just just because this is not related specifically to my business, you know, someone saw a YouTube video and wanted me to come in and work with some 10-year-old kids um, just on the stuff that I do. So I was like, I don't really work with that age, but I'm happy to do it. And we've taken in loads of helium balloons. We're, you know, making it really fun. We're giving, have a little award ceremony. So making learning fun and getting them to really understand the value of that is the key thing because the main way that most people learn is not by sitting down, looking at a textbook, you know, finding the answers at the back of the page and then copying it and regurgitating it in an exam. That's not really wisdom or, you know, experience. The best way to get people to learn is to let them experience it for themselves. So whatever we're doing, we're constantly thinking about, yeah, I could tell you this, but how can I get you to see it for yourself? Because that is going to deepen learning. Interesting. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, so do you, how do you choose the people that you work with? How would you say that you make this choice? Like what is your uh, overview of your process? So to be honest, I, I think the more, the more, and I don't know if you're finding this too, but the, the, the deeper, I have, I have you know, my, my process in terms of the qualities that I'm looking for and screening people, applying to my mastermind and things like that. But what I'm finding more and more is actually, if you consistently um, and authentically share your stuff, uh, if we use the example of me making daily YouTube videos on topics that and ideas most importantly that I think are, are important and that matter, the people, the people with eyes to see and ears to listen will respond and they will gravitate towards you. So I think, you know, to take it a kind of like soft approach, the best thing you can do is, is and I, I want to give kind of practical advice here, but is to, is to genuinely share you and your message and your ideas because that will filter, you know, you'll get criticized on things that aren't as strong and you'll develop stronger ideas on, oh, yeah, this is the stuff that really resonates with people. In terms of practical things, though, I, I would say it's, it's what Carol Dweck, uh, one of the best psychologists in the world right now, I think, uh, talks about is a growth mindset. So, you know, people who are defining their value according to loving the learning 
and progressing and improving every day rather than their achievements. Or people who are, like I said earlier, they're looking for feedback, they're looking to learn, they like reading books, they're looking at meditation, and they understand that in order for me to succeed, the number one investment that I can make is in myself and my mindset and correcting myself because life is the effect of thought. So if you work at that level and you put yourself in an environment around, you know, we've got the literally some of the top leaders, people who are working for major, I can't name names, but major social media organizations, major mobile phone companies, um, and the higher up they are in the organization or in whatever role they're in, to be honest, you know, just if some of our members are single mothers from like Oklahoma and stuff, but the people who are really passionate and, and, and the higher up they go, the, the more they kind of understand this, and that's what I'm starting to realize more and more is if I need to convince you that joining a community of the top leaders in the world and working on your personal development together for six months and learning together is the best investment you can ever make. If I need to convince you of that, it's probably not right for you. Um, but yeah, my process in terms of like the sales aspect, because I know a lot of your, your channel is about that, is making daily videos, um, get, getting people on a free group call every three weeks. I just get on a call with my community, I offer them value, and then I'll share my services. You know, I've got a mastermind, I've got one-to-one -one coaching. We recently released um, a kind of uh, Netflix. So one of the problems with uh, as you know, it's like there's so many books out there to read, right? Like how do you get time to read all of them? So what we've done is we've taken some of the most powerful, highly recommended books by people much smarter than me out there and created concise video summaries for people with sketch notes they can download, MP3s. We've got training from some of the top leaders in the world and we've created a kind of Netflix of this stuff, uh, personal development stuff. So, and then I just share those things, those services uh, and like I say, you know, the people that are interested and, and want to do it, they understand and, and that's kind of the process at the moment. A lot yeah, of which, yeah, I, you know, I have to give credit to you for, for, for nailing into me because guys that are watching, like, I didn't end up here. This guy had to, like, tell me, no, you can't just keep giving stuff for free. You need to have a price. You need to do this. You need to do this because, you know, I came from a background of, I was a volunteer for 10 years before this. You know, I wasn't five years old and I was selling things to people like, you know, I wasn't an entrepreneur from birth. I've had to really develop my thinking and learning and improve myself continually um, to get here, which is why I'm part of uh, such a powerful community like DBH. Cool. Um, yeah, I think the uh, the whole inbound thing that we do with, with YouTube and spreading our message really helps screening people out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. So if I know that a million people are searching for motivation every single month and I make one video about that every single month, that's a million leads that are coming in and I'm getting the attention from there and I can share whatever message I believe in. And, and the people that think, you know, this guy's kind of cool, like they'll subscribe. And, and one of my most popular comments right now is, man, like this guy needs 100,000 subscribers. Like his videos are awesome. And I think when you do that, like word of mouth, people know that you can't bullshit all people all the time. And I think because I've been doing it so consistently, you know, a lot of people, as I'm sure with you, they ask me like, hey man, like I want to start a YouTube channel and do what you do. And like, what do I, what camera do I buy? And like, what light should I get? And like, what camera? And I'm like, dude, just, just get 
Do you have a mobile phone? Okay. Do you have internet? Okay. Make a video. Talk. Like make a video every single day for the next year, and you'll you'll start doing. You you'll get there. Like and and there's no real magic or secret to it. But yeah, like as long as you commit to that process and you keep going over time, uh, people will get that. Like this guy's legit. You know, he's he's reliable. He's consistent. He does what he says. I, and they'll vibe with that man. Like I think that's one of the best business models out there, as well as obviously all the practical stuff um, that that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, I guess I guess anytime I uh, upload a video with with a fancy camera, people ask me what camera is it, and it's like, oh, well that's expensive. And then I look at my videos, and most of the videos are shot like a phone. Uh, now or previously, I was using like some other cheap cameras. <laughs> There's that, you know. I built a whole business using just cheap cameras. It doesn't really matter too much as long as the audio is good and images 1080 and the lighting is okay, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, really, really good insights. Thanks, thanks, Keshav. Um, so if people want to find you and follow you on various uh, channels on on the internet, how do they do that? Yeah, man. You, um, so just go to youtube.com forward slash revolution hive. Um, like Alex said earlier, I make videos every single day uh, about stuff that matters, stuff that, you know, is inspiring, but also that people care about from causes and books and learning and knowledge, all that stuff. And everything else in terms of, you know, following me, you can find that revolutionhive.com. So yeah, definitely go check that out. All right. Thanks. Thanks for joining us here today, Keshav. Sweet man, Ryan on the World Wide Web. Yeah, man, and anyone who watched this far, like, mad respect to you. Yes, that's that's very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> All right, this was our show for today. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast if you like it. I'll see you next time. If you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's v-i-t-k-i-n.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.